And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I'm Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mary. What up, everybody? And we are covering The Office still. Uh, season 7, episodes 23 and 24 today. The Inner Circle and Dwight K. Schrute, <laughs> acting manager. Yes, sir. So before we jump into those episodes, Mayor Bear, let everybody know what we talked about last week. So last week, guys, we had like the emotional roller coaster of Michael Scott's last two episodes. We discussed Michael's last Dundies, where we're introduced to, uh, well, no, D'Angelo's already Yeah, D'Angelo's there. there. Um, but he is now going to be the host of the Dundies. And the Dundies. The Dundies. And it was magical. Um, everything from delivering the nominations to preparing for the Dundies to the actual Dundies where Toby got the most repulsive yes. uh, award awesome. and everybody made him go up and accept it because <laughs> it was Michael's last Dundee. Make him feel good about it. Um, and then everybody sang the song from Rent yeah. uh, to Michael and he got all excited. He got all emotional. Yeah. Not excited. He got all yeah, sad. Yeah, he got a little emotional. Not happy. Yeah. Um, and then we had Goodbye Michael, where it's Michael's last two days, and you know we had to see the party planning committee going, trying to plan his his going away party. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to knock off everybody, like by saying like goodbye to everybody, like knock them off the list and everything. And that's where. Um, oh, and Andy and D'Angelo go on a sales call. And we yeah. find out that D'Angelo is a fucking psychopath, like for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, then we find out that you know Jim calls Michael out like, "Tomorrow's not your last day. Today is, isn't mm-hmm. it?" He does a nice heartfelt goodbye, and then Michael leaves, and uh, Pam finds him at the airport to say goodbye, and he's just really excited to go see Holly go mm-hmm. home. And then at the goodbye party for Michael, since he's not there, <laughs> D'Angelo destroys the cake and has an entire meltdown. And I want to say before we start these episodes this week, D'Angelo is a completely different character than he was the portrayed first episode. in these few ep- No, in yeah. that last episode yeah. with Michael. He's a completely different yeah, character. Yeah, it was like yeah. once Michael's gone, he's a fucking psychopath. No, he's not. He's like more down to earth, I think. Believe it or not, I in actually this in this episode. Oh, oh, in the one we're going to. Discuss. Yeah, the one we're going to. I in these, you no, no, by Michael. No, and these, I'm like, wait a in second. In these episodes that well, he's only in this one. Inner circle, yeah. yeah. But he is a completely different character than what you're led to believe. Yeah, he is. like no, it's a one eighty. You think that he's like a high strung, like lunatic. Yeah, yeah, like he's it's total like bait and switch. Yeah, which is okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it. But uh, so yeah, that's. We, uh... That's see, everything, then. Yeah. yeah. Mike's gone. Before Goodbye, we start, is there anything Michael. that you didn't say last week, maybe, that you want to say about Michael Scott? Because I no. ruminate. I, like, marinated on some things. Um, I think I got my points across. What do you have to ruminate on, dude? Okay, I want to talk about the legacy of Michael Scott as a television character. Okay. I want to say that the more I thought about it, I know he is, like, perceived or people think of him as this, like, Mount Rushmore character... Especially, mm-hmm. let, let's say the last 30 years. Because that goes back to, like, must-see TV on NBC, like, Cheers and Night Court and Seinfeld okay. and that, like, sitcoms. Yeah. And then, like, up until the current day when, like, now things are streaming and cable has sitcoms and shit like that. Yeah. So, in the last 30 years, people think Michael Scott is, like, this great character. I really don't think he is. I don't think Michael Scott as a character is as entertaining, as fun and enjoyable, and as lovable 
as some other characters from some other shows. And I'm even going to say Jaleel White as Urkel. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm going to be honest with you. I think that if you looked at those other characters as critically as... I do. As, no. Oh, the cast do. of Seinfeld? No Fraser Crane? No, listen, you didn't let me finish. Okay. If you looked at them as critically as we have of Michael Scott... Like, we have dissected Michael Scott's psyche at some point. We've never done that with Frank Costanza. Frank Costanza is well, fucking crazy, we, we, too. Look we've at talked about family. this before, though. Is the reason that we can look at The Office that way is because these people are presented as real. It's not presented as a sitcom. No, I it's, don't it's, think so. No, no, because, because of the documentary style no, of the show. No, but I think it's because we sat down and went episode by episode, where if we did that with Seinfeld, we would I've absolutely... I've seen most of Seinfeld's episodes. You've seen most but of them. But they're more enjoyable than sat, Office episodes. But you've never sat down and written line by they're line, They're all assholes. That's Seinfeld's characters. They're all assholes. But that's just one example. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. Any show that we sit down and look critically at, we're not going to have that, you know, just being able to sit there and having, like, an enjoyable experience watching the show. Because there's there's episodes that I loved before we started doing this. That I was like, this was kind of awful. Like, uh, looking at it in this perspective, like, I didn't enjoy it as much as I do as a passive viewer. I think as a guy coming into it mostly naked, is that I just don't like the way it's presented. Whereas most other shows try to make you laugh. This one went out of its way to make you uncomfortable and cringe. No, only yes, in no, no. certain episodes. Are you going to tell me the Michael Scott episode. character wasn't made to make people cringe a lot of times? Not a lot of the time. I think, I think a lot of the times he's times. like a heartwarming. Like he's everybody's he's a lovable idiot. He's everybody's worst fears in one. Okay, not so that's being able to be loved. Like no, but you have like sympathy for this character to an extent. Then there's other ones when you want him to die. I wouldn't say die. Oh god, we're, okay. Where I want him off my TV. <laughs> I like Michael Scott Heat is going to be a new term for me where I Apparently. like I see somebody and I just want them off my TV because like Andy were, Bernard for me. Oh, we're going to talk about Andy in this yeah in these next two episodes. Well, yeah, next two podcasts yeah. we'll say because the when we're coming up at the end of season seven here, which has been a great uh, season. Oh, awesome season! But I just want to say my piece on Michael Scott. I think the character is overrated because the Office fans are kind of cultish uh, on in on online forums, <laughs> whether that's. Twitter, Facebook, they have the meme pages. Oh, come on, look at you. You're all. No, guys, I'm, I'm on you. our side. I'm on the office. Our side. side. See, our. No, You're talking to I'm people as a collective. I'm our fan base. I'm on the fan base side. Maybe they where... hate Michael. I'm just saying. No, I think you're the only one. I don't hate Michael. I'm just saying that I don't think the character is consistently good enough to be like this great character that people think it is. I think as a passive viewer, we think he is. I think he is. As a passive viewer, I didn't even think that. As somebody who's watching it critically now, I think even less. No, I think as a passive viewer, he's entertaining, he's enjoyable as a character. I don't... It's hard because it's like, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld's a douchebag on his show, but guess what? He's still funny. No, yeah, he's funny. Kramer's fucking psychotic. He's Creed and Dwight rolled into one. <laughs> he's funny, though. But Michael wasn't I funny all the time. I enjoy it. I'm just saying Michael wasn't always funny. Michael Michael at times made me want to change the channel is all I'm saying. When and I think if a character has that quality, they can't be so great, is what I'm saying. All right, well, like that's just like your no, opinion. No, you're, you're like taking a balanced approach. I'm taking the approach of somebody who just immersed themselves in Michael Scott for a year. And I'm just like done with it. <laughs> I'm glad like, he's gone. Just like your opinion, opinion man. man. All right. So that brings us to episode 23, the Inner Circle. 
And the cold open starts. D'Angelo uh, is doing his first conference room meeting. And he's acting like a hard ass. He's saying great things, but making it sound like it's going to be awful. Yeah. And Daryl is going to business school. Free for, on the company's dime. But he's like, and you're going to like it. Like He's just like hard about it. And then he does a talking head where he says he doesn't want to be figured out. He doesn't want these people to know. Because once they figure him out, they tell him what he wants here, and then he won't care. I do love that he goes, I live to leave at five. Like, that's all of us, my yeah. man. Oh, yeah. And all the, of us. Toby, you got a new chair. You better t- you better like it. Like, just, And, of course, Toby's like, that sounds great. He's like, yeah, whatever. Ice cream Thursdays. Ice cream Thursdays. Everybody's excited for that. And then Kevin, <laughs> Kevin's like, he's like, that sounds great. Or maybe it doesn't. I really don't know how to feel. And D'Angelo does a talking head where he goes, Kevin has me pegged. Yeah. He's nailed me. So uh, the show proper opens and D'Angelo enters. He kind of blows off Pam to talk with Daryl about fall foliage. Oh, he hates Pam. Yeah. And she has a resume for a new assistant that they're going to be hiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim and Pam go back and forth where he's like, you know, you got, you're like, you're too tightly wound. You go up and you're like, oh my God, D'Angelo, you don't shut up. And she's like, well, you're just in the inner circle. And that's when we get a talking head of Andy who says, oh yeah, there's an inner circle. Jim says there's not, but then Kevin does a talking head where he says he's in it. <laughs> and uh, D'Angelo comes out of his office and tries to offer Dwight coffee. Dwight throws it away. He doesn't. D'Angelo just wants to be friends with Dwight. He wants yeah. like to get through Dwight's wall. And Dwight's just not having it. Yeah, he's basically just like, fuck you. Yeah, he just wants to win him over. And he does. D'Angelo does a talking head where he says, it reminds him of his relationship with his son. But in that relationship, he's Dwight. Oh my God. <laughs> so we go into D'Angelo's office. There's the inter- inner circle. Mm-hmm. It's Jim, <clears throat> Kevin, Daryl, and Gabe. A very, Gabe. A very eclectic group of people. Seriously. Uh, D'Angelo's shooting like one of those little kid the basketballs. basketballs. Yeah, at the door, yeah. at the hoop on the door. And Gabe is just ball-washing him. Like, everything he says, oh, yeah, D'Angelo. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that center of gravity is yeah. way off. That's definitely not brand name, Jim. <laughs> so as it says nerf on the basketball hoop <laughs> and the ball. So he goes out and he gives Ryan props for running his department. And Ryan does a talking head where he basically said that he bullshitted to D'Angelo that he is Kelly's supervisor. So Kelly and Ryan are in the back arguing about the whole thing because he told her, Yo, if I was and, Kelly, I would fucking crucify oh, she, him. She's ready to kill him in this episode. And um, D'Angelo walks in, and like Ryan says, like I would die for you. She's like, really? And that's when she goes along with it in front of D'Angelo. She's like, yes, Mr. Howard. <laughs> well, she's like, you lie. You lie for no reason. You're lying right now. Yeah, because he's a sociopath, yeah. essentially. Uh, Dwight and D'Angelo are now in the break room. And D'Angelo tries to woo him with his cousin's secret cola recipe. Oh my god. And then he asks Dwight why he doesn't like him. And Dwight's just like, I only want to come in, I want to do my job, and I want to leave. I'm not going to kiss your ass like everybody else. And, like, D'Angelo's, like, even more emboldened to to win Dwight over, basically. I love how he's like, congratulations on your one cousin. I have 70. And each each one's one's better better than the next. That kind of reminds me of us. Yeah, I was going to say. Our legions of cousins. (laughs) So, uh, back to an inner circle meeting. They're going over resumes for an assistant. And they're mocking misspellings. And the guys are... They go after this one guy. This one guy put as a special skill, juggling. But D'Angelo gets all serious and claims he is a juggler. And has, a motivational juggler. Yeah, a routine for motivation. And he starts asking about the square footage, like he's trying to like gauge it. And he goes, what, what do you think out there in the main office? 1800 hun- or 18 hundo? And Kevin's like, yeah, 18 hundo. <laughs> like, it's, it's, they're all such sycophants. So um, he goes out, 
and he says he doesn't have his stuff. It's not in his car. Mm-hmm. Andy offers to give him stuff and starts throwing, but D'Angelo won't use his tools. Yeah, I never touch another juggler. Yeah, juggler. Tools. It's the juggler. But rules Andy's respect. face is like, what? Yeah, he's never heard of that. So D'Angelo gets a boombox. He starts playing Evanescence. What does it bring me to life? Yeah. Wake me up! Yeah, Wake no. me up inside! <laughs> all that shit. But and, I love how he's like, well, I mean, we got the music all queued up. Uh, <laughs> might as well. Yeah, and he just mimes it. His entire routine. He's juggle, invisibly juggling throughout so he goes, the prepare off. to enter the danger zone. Yeah, and my favorite is Creed is in the background, and like D'Angelo looks like he stutters at one point, and Creed's like, oh, oh, <laughs> he's almost, he almost dropped it. And uh, as he's going back into his office, like this routine is insane. It's rid- he gets he Phyllis involved. Does it off for her forehead? Yeah. Like and like everybody's just looking like this is insane. And as he's going to the office, him and Jim high five. Yeah, like, fuck it, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> it's an awesome scene, actually. Uh, in the break room, Pam mocks D'Angelo for his juggling, and Angela Angela pipes up and says he's sexist, just mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. Uh, Andy, I mean, she has some valid points too. Well, she gets there, and Andy says that you know he he believes in sexism because he wrote a companion piece to the vagina monologues called the Penis Apologies. Jesus, uh, none of the women in the circle are asked anything. Or um, Angela says that none of the women are in the circle, and none of them are even asked for anything by D'Angelo. Well, she's like, I'm the head of accounting, and yet he won't talk to yeah, me. He, talks he only to Kevin. talks to Kevin. So Pam wants Jim to say something to D'Angelo about it, about how he is perceived. You know, Pam is the worst. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Pam is just, like, naggy. And, no, like, she's a busybody. No, yeah. she's not. I think that... She tries to do everything. No, the way that she asked Jim to do it versus how Jim did it are two very different things. Jim she tried said, to do it the right way. She said, you know, why don't you say something to him? And he goes, oh, what am I going to say? You're sexist? And she goes, no, mm-hmm. but just say, like, that's the general feeling of the females in the office. Like, don't say that you think it's he's only, sexist. It's only Angela and Pam. Kelly and Meredith did not weigh in. <laughs> or Aaron. Or Phyllis. You're just Say nodding your head. Some of the like, females. Fuck off. <laughs> some of the females in the office. Because if one of them is feeling it and somebody finally has the balls to speak up, speaking as a woman in the why corporate don't, world. Why didn't one of the women say something? That's my because, question. Because, oh my, are you kidding me? Well, if Especially they felt that, that way about it. Especially in office. Yeah, that's their brand new boss. Let me accuse him of being sexist so you just said if, and being treated even worse. So you just said if they have the balls. So you're going go to go say, oh, Jim has to do it because he's the man. Like, I'm a meek woman. I can't do it. Joe Bennett is the fucking CEO. They can't go to Joe and say something? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you can't have it both ways. They're going to go over their regional manager's head to the CEO? Is that seriously what you think is going to happen? Joe seems to get very involved in Scranton. Is she all seems I'm going to be to very say. involved, but she's also well, down in Tallahassee. For something and, that important, though. And, and their liaison to corporate is the, in the inner yeah. circle. Well, that's the thing, is that they have to go over his head then to make it stink about it. Because something like that is... It's not like they're saying, we're not having enough paper clips in the Here's supply the closet. Thing, Kev, you... You can't really have okay, an opinion I'm a man. on that. I can't have an opinion. No, on honestly, because you you've never experienced that type of treatment. So it's impossible you that in any walk of life I had a female uh, supervisor who did the same thing to me. Is that is that impossibility? That's not impossible. But the, you're just discounting that that happened to me or could ever happen to me. No, though. I'm not. I'm saying you just in said this you can't instance. have an, oh in this instance on this comedy show. Yeah, that's exactly Jim. What I'm nut saying. up and do what I'm too. The way that the a woman went to her husband, who she trusts, who does have a line to the inner circle, then yeah, if he can say something that will at least bring to his attention, like, 
hey, the way that you're acting is giving off the impression to these people without pointing fingers at anybody. Are you going to tell me that the company structure isn't made up? Like, Toby. Do go you to see HR? who the HR Toby? rep is? Doesn't mean... Like, first of all, in the last episode, Michael, Daryl, they all went to Joe. Dwight called Joe before he went to Gabe in that one episode. Like, they go to Joe. I'm just saying. Like, a little bit of continuity. And we turned into a whole sexism thing here. Old gender studies mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're all bent out of shape today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. Guys, I'm just going to slap him after you. <laughs> uh, Jim asks, uh, or yeah, Jim goes into D'Angelo, or goes up to D'Angelo, and he says, do you have a free minute? I want to talk to you. And D'Angelo goes, yeah, I got all the time in the world. This job is a joke. <laughs> Which is awesome. Uh, the inner circle then barges in as Jim tries to have a private conversation mm-hmm. with him. And Jim pretty much just blurts, blurts out that the female department heads think there's a sexist vibe, essentially. You might be sexist. And yeah, he, he accuses him of being a sexist. But remember what I instead said? Instead of saying, hey, this is the vibe you're giving off, or this is how some people are taking your actions, he just spits it out in the worst possible way. Jim mishandles it. Yeah. But, they so, all, but you but, can't blame the women for Jim... I do have evidence. To, I do have evidence that Pam is the worst, though, because immediately the three other guys all go, "Oh, Pam, Pam!" They all call out Pam, and that's when Kevin goes, "D'Angelo, she can get really bitchy." And Jim doesn't say a word about it, too. Jim just stands there and doesn't defend his wife. But everybody knows Pam stirs the pot. Is all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm just getting under your skin so bad right now. All right. So D'Angelo plays it like a pro, though, where he's just like, if that's thing, like, I'll have to address it. Like, thanks for bringing it to my attention. Uh, we see Kel- Kelly and Ryan do a talking head where they talk about the deal they cut, where Ryan will be a good boyfriend now. All the time. A dutiful boyfriend. Yeah, because he's he, not a part-time boyfriend. Yeah. So, he's like, no. Like, Kelly's on the phone with her mom. Like, no, mom. Ryan's not going to stand us up again. I love the fact that he stood up her parents. <laughs> so, what the fuck? What a G move. So uh, Aaron goes down to get the new assistant. And Jim asks, like, oh, who'd you hire, D'Angelo? And that's when D'Angelo steps in front of everybody. And he just calls attention to the sexist rumors. And he says, raise your hand if you have a vagina. And, like, the women slowly, some person by person, raise their hand. And he goes, if you have someone if you have someone you love who has a vagina. And, like, people, everybody raise a hand. And, like, D'Angelo has Except both his... Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and D'Angelo has both of his hands up. And he says he isn't sexist. Like, what, I don't know what the point he was trying to make. It kind of, like... I don't know if I just, like, stopped listening. No, was there just, was like, no point. I was going to say it was like, just gibberish. Stupid. Yeah. And uh, Phyllis speaks up about, like, opportunities for women... And that's when D'Angelo asks... Okay, this is hilarious. D'Angelo asks Dwight his input. He ignores Phyllis totally. He is a sexist. Like, oh, really, yeah. a thousand percent. Like, that's what's funny about it. I have even it. more proof that's coming up. Oh, yeah. That's what's, like, funny about it. Is he go, Phyllis says something and he goes to Dwight for his opinion. And Dwight goes, well, it's like the NBA and the WNBA. One's, one's what, a sport one's and a sport one's, and a, one's joke. a joke. And there's room for both sports and jokes. I like both sports and jokes. <laughs> So Aaron enters with the new assistant, Jordan Garfield, who is a cute gal in a skirt, and mm-hmm. like she's a younger girl. And Did um, you notice that her name is often a male's name as well, and that they didn't do any interviews, only resumes? No. And that he picked a girl with a male name, Jordan? See, I thought he picked her because she was who she was. No. Like she was young. No? I think he picked her because they didn't do any in-person interviews. They only went off the resumes, and her name is Jordan. Oh, uh, I thought... 
Okay, I thought just because she was a pretty young girl. No. And he was just like, hey, I need some tail around the office. No, I think he thought she was a man. God, that makes some more sense, actually. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, they, like, they started asking her questions. She worked in anthropology, and this is her first office oh, job. God. D'Angelo says he wanted to get somebody fresh so they didn't have any bad habits. God. And the inner circle is going in, and uh, it turns out Jim didn't get a text to go to D'Angelo's office. Yeah. And after a minute, like Andy gets one and runs. He runs in there after claiming that he's going to tear it down from the inside yeah. to Angela. Uh, pa- Pam tells Jim to go in, and he does. He just like slinks in and sits down, and D'Angelo just stops and stares at him. Can I help you? And Jim's like, Nah, nah, just here for the meeting. And D'Angelo just stares at him until Jim just gets up and leaves. Ugh, awkward. So Jordan goes out for orders of D'Angelo to help Dwight with anything he needs. <laughs> and Dwight yells into D'Angelo, tell your whore to leave me alone. Just <laughs> so fucking badass. God. It's horrible. Uh, Andy is uh, leading a sales meeting now, and Jim is despondent because Andy is the sales guy now He's for D'Angelo. He's the worst sales guy. Uh, Ryan is ripping Kelly in front of D'Angelo, but... He, Kelly breaks. She doesn't take it yeah, anymore. She tells, I mean, I wouldn't be able to take any more yeah. of that. And she tells him that Ryan is like a fraud. He hasn't had a real job in years. He just comes in and collects a paycheck. And D'Angelo says he likes Ryan. She seems hysterical. Just keep him as the supervisor. Things are working God. out. Oh, he's such an asshole. You seem hysterical. Oh, my God. My blood boils. <laughs> I know. It's so dismissive oh of her. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, well, no, because you never use that word with a man. No, you only You only it. ever yeah. hear when women are it's being like described. It's like only women are shrill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So, or bitchy instead of assertive. She's so bitchy. <laughs> God. Kev, when Kevin said it, though. I know. It's, it wasn't not funny. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's some terms well, that are only fair, used for women to be versus fair, men. How many times do we call Oscar a bitch on the show? Yeah. He's a man. So the inner circle is dunking the basketballs on the back of the door. like, Dear And God. they're just so loud. It's like Dude, a, it lo- it's like a fifth grade sleepover. I was going to say, boys. it's like in the sandlot when they have the boys have the treehouse. Yes. There's like a no girls allowed sign yeah. up. Yeah. And they're doing that. And they're like, yeah, oh yeah. Like and, pumping themselves up over a fucking foam basketball. Yeah. So Pam goes to them and like asks them to keep it down because yeah, they're trying to work. like, some of us are trying to work out here and it's really loud in there. And of course, Gabe's just like, oh, you're talking about Magic Jordan here? Oh my god. And then D'Angelo claims that he can dunk like MJ. And Daryl. the foul line. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Air Jordan. And Daryl goes and he. And this is what Daryl does. Oh my god. Damn! Mad respect from a brother! And hugs oh, him. God. And then he just does a talking head where he goes, Yeah, I, I'm going to say what I need to say right now. <laughs> and in a few years. The company's paying for me to say it in Chinese. Yeah. It's taking Chinese as a, oh my a God. class at night school. Uh, D'Angelo invites Jim in, but he says he wants to see D'Angelo really dunk a basketball. They have a mm-hmm. hoop down in the warehouse. He can show off. And um, D'Angelo says, no one requested NASA, NASA for a launch today. Oh, God. So we go down there. And like D'Angelo's trying to get everybody well, downstairs to watch. Yeah. And Dwight's like, pass. And that's when he freaks out. We get classic well, Will Ferrell. Well, he goes, oh, well, if I wanted to watch a pissing contest, I'd lock Moe's in the chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we get vintage Will Ferrell here where he just goes, God damn it, Dwight! Get your ass downstairs or you're going to be selling paper somewhere else! And Dwight gets up and runs downstairs. Yeah. He does a talking head where he goes, I respond well to strong leadership. <laughs> So D'Angelo is down He's wearing his dress shirt, his vest, his tie, but with basketball shorts. Oh, my God. And he has Kevin sit down 
underneath. He's going to jump over him. And uh, he wa- he wanted Jordan to do it, but she's holding all of his jewelry. <laughs> he has like bracelets. He has like the rings. silver and turquoise bracelet. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. So D'Angelo go. He like starts running. He does like a turn. He he doesn't really do the MJ, but he does no. dunk it. I think he like steps on top of Kevin to get up to <laughs> the hoop, though. It's hilarious. Oh my but god! But he's hanging there, and he's like, "You see that?" And then the hoop goes down. He goes down with it. Oh. Next thing we see, an ambulance pulling away. And Jim just goes, now what? <laughs> so the final scene, D'Angelo in a gown with like an IV attached, comes into the office. He has a bandage over his head. And he's just like, oh my God, look at him. Mumbling gibberish. Total gibberish. And Jim has Aaron call 911. And him and Gabe escort D'Angelo out of the office. Oh my God. And it's hilarious. Dude, ridiculous. It's hilarious. So that's that episode. What'd you give it, Bear? I gave it a 3.8. I gave it a 4.1. We're on the same right. page. I said it was really funny. It was a good exit plan for D'Angelo. They didn't overdo it with this character, which I liked. No, it was awesome. Like, we got a nice little interim, like, injection mm-hmm. of regional manager, I guess it you can say. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Um, obviously, I mean, we've talked about this before on this podcast. The mis- Like, the sexist, misogynistic shit always gets under my skin. I know. You but- gotta calm down. <laughs> That's Am I hysterical, <laughs> Kevin? That's the one thing you always tell a woman when she's hysterical. Calm down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Need to watch my blood pressure in <laughs> you here. You are so red right now. Anyway. No, but seriously. Um, yeah, the because the, Michael had uh, like a piece of that, and mm-hmm. Dwight definitely does. Yeah. And D'Angelo was just kind of like their id. Oh, <laughs> you my know what God. I mean? <laughs> he was like... Because he was just so bare bones about yeah. it. Like, he just gave it lip service, but he's just like, boys club, this is how yeah. we do it. But, Basically. I mean... Like, when he told Kelly, like, you seem a little hysterical, and I like Ryan, so <laughs> let's put him as your supervisor. <laughs> what? He's no qualifications. He's no job here. <laughs> the thing I liked most about it, and they do this in the next episode as well, is that it's played straight. It's played like normal people would react in these situations for the most part. Yeah. Like, Jim choked. Pam and Angela had, like, real, like, issues. Concerns. Yeah, yeah. It, like, Kelly freaked out and around. Like, everything's logical. Yeah. But there's all like, I love that they throw this absurdist moment that actually fits in with the fabric of the story <laughs> they're telling. Like, D'Angelo is that guy. Yeah. He will go up to, like, dunk a basketball and, of course, receive a severe head trauma <laughs> from it. Like, it, it's just, like, the perfect cherry on top of this episode. Yeah. It's great. No, I really enjoyed it. Anything else you'd like to add? Nope. Nothing at all? Nope. All right, well, then why don't you put us over, Bear? Alright guys, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. We like to keep it funky fresh, post our favorite screen grabs, which we have quite a few from this week. Copious amounts. Copious. (laughs) But um, reach out to us there. Let us know your thoughts. Again, that's at Brosis Podcast. We are follow back whores. Yes. Give us a follow, we'll follow you back. Or you can reach out to us with long-form feedback at brosis... I'm sorry, brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, send us your thoughts, your feelings, uh, mm-hmm. funny pictures that you don't have a Twitter to send us with. I don't know. Anything <laughs> you want to let us know, that's at bros... Ah, brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. And on Twitter, it's Brosis Podcast. We've only been doing it a year and a half. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Dude, where can they find us? They can find us on any podcasting app that you have if you you want to go to Spotify, we're there. You want to go to Apple Podcast, we are you have there. To look up the Jenny position, but we're there. <laughs> yeah, you go to the Jenny position. You can find that on any podcasting app as well. Uh, you know, subscribe to the Jenny position feed. Not only will you find us each and every Monday, but you will find other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, Freak Out Driving, and more. You'll thank me later. Yes, you Check will. them out, you some bitch. 
But, um, yeah, so you can find us anywhere. Subscribe to the show. I mean, you're already listening to us, so you found us somewhere. People on Podcast Attic like us. Woo! Yeah, we're getting a lot of love from Germany. Go Germany. So, uh, yeah, guys, so thank you for your listens. We uh, hope you'll continue to listen, and we hope you'll share the show around and uh, get some more love from uh, more people, whether it's your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, acquaintances, whoever. Uh, the more the merrier. Damn straight. So, that'll bring us now to episode 24 of season 7, Dwight... Dwight K. Schrute, acting manager. Acting, I like acting is in parentheses. Yeah, <laughs> just just like uh, he would put it in real life. Yes. So. All right, guys. So our cold open is like a bunch of them are sitting in the conference room discussing what to send D'Angelo, who is apparently now in a coma. <laughs> yes. Um, and they all decide on baskets and chocolate with chocolates and teddy bears in yeah. it because they were gonna send flowers, but they're like, no, you can't send somebody a, with a coma you know, might not wake up in time they'll yeah, be dead, they'll be dead. <laughs> uh, but dwight wanted to send them uh, a sleeping bag with a chainsaw and like survival <laughs> yeah. gear casey wakes up post-apocalyptic world so now uh jim is doing a talking head and he explains that it's funny that with no manager people still come in and do their work this is the story of life yeah and this is goes for all people of authority People would do better to their left to their own devices. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I think a lot of people are finding that working from home, they're more productive than having yeah. like a manager looking over their shoulder. I constantly. think people would understand that the less centralized things are, and yeah. the less that one person is overlooking everything, people like they're responsible. People are for drawn to organization shit. naturally, yeah. And people will organize yeah. and do things like t- together. You yeah. know, like they will uh, t- to quote Daryl from a episode upcoming interface. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, this is what happens when adults are just left alone. They, they're productive. Yeah, exactly. So now um, Jim gets a call from Joe, and he's like, oh, thanks so much for the offer. But, uh, you know, I think it's, everything's working out pretty f- well so far. I don't want to really mess with the mojo. And we find out that she offered him the acting manager job until they found a suitable replacement. Mm-hmm. And then... You'd think he would be a suitable replacement, though. Because he think, got the job over Michael. Yeah, he has that, experience yeah. previously. But no. then he also tried to give the job back after... Yeah, I guess that you whole know thing, what I mean? yeah. So Joe's probably just like, yeah, you're my first pick for acting, but <laughs> you don't want the responsibility full-time, Jim. You miserable piece of shit. <laughs> but then... Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> Dwight's phone rings... And he, like, lights up. Yeah. He accepts. It's like he heard the trumpets of heaven. <laughs> Seriously. He lights up. He accepts. And Jim immediately regrets not taking it. Oh, yeah. He's like, what have I done? So then Dwight, like, stands up. And he, like, chattes. <laughs> Sachets. into the office. And he immediately calls Moe's and goes, you'll never guess where I'm calling you from. Or I'm si- where I'm sitting right now. And all you hear is Moe's go, oh! <laughs> he, like, squeals. Like, <laughs> it's like a Jawa <laughs> or something, amazing. yeah. And that's our cold open. Yep. So now Jim and Pam arrive at work, and he doesn't want to go in. He's like just sitting in the car, despondent, and he's like, "Dwight's been manager for three months. Oh, never mind. It's been one week." <laughs> Um, they have a new punch clock, yep. uh, which can take off a finger. Like the old sheepdog from yeah. Looney Tunes. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Um, they now have larger business cards that don't fit in your wallet to set them apart from the rest. They all have a new title now, Junior Employee. Um, and they all have staggered lunch times to yep. not waste time. And Jim's is at 10.30, 10:30 in, the in the morning. 10.30 in the morning, yeah. 
Um, so now Dwight makes them all say the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of each day. And there's day. a portrait of him. Yes. It's like... It's, it's very dictator Yeah, very, very. Um, Oscar wasn't saying the pledge, and then when the camera catches him, he, like, does this, like, holds his head high really quickly, and then he starts saying it. Yeah. Um, and then, apparently, Dwight says there's new printer codes that are 21 digits long and personalized to each employee. <laughs> it's and that Joe is coming that day for a meet and greet, so don't be assholes, essentially. Yep. yep. So now, um... <laughs> We see Kelly walk in the back door, and Dwight is sitting in the cubicle across from her and scares the shit out of her, mm -hmm. and he gives her shit, and she's like, it was a medical reason, you can't ask me why, and he just points, he goes, when I've reached the diseased area, stop me, yeah. and he just stops He's at her He's trailing vagina. his finger up from her toes. Yeah. He stops at her reproductive area, <laughs> and he's just like, huh? You already said vagina. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oprah's vajayjay. Yeah. So now Andy and Aaron are uh, and or Aaron's desk talking, and Gabe interrupts them, and he like ask Andy to go into the manager's office with him and or the, the conference, conference room, room, yeah. And he like breaks down, and he's just like, "I hate being alone. I love Aaron. I love Aaron. I need her back. I mean, I hate being by myself. By myself. I hate being with myself." Is this enjoyable, Andy, being alone with me? And Andy's, like, terrified. He's like, no, dude, you're sobbing. Like, no. <laughs> and he's like, do you promise me you'll never date Aaron again? He goes, okay, I promise. <laughs> it's, and yeah. then they leave. So now Jim hangs up a flyer in the kitchen for a social club called The Fist. And he said it's very much like, uh, you know, French Revolution, Black Panthers, or communism. Just a club hangout. Yeah, just a social club for gentlemen. And Dwight doesn't believe him. And then Daryl walks through the kitchen, and Jim just, like, puts a fist in the air, and <laughs> Daryl does it back to him, which terrifies Dwight, because he's like, oh my god, he's already got members. And then Daryl looks at the camera, yeah, what he's the like, fuck what was the that? fuck? <laughs> um, so now, he, he's like, well, fine, I want to join. And Jim goes, well, we're kind of busy with Operation Overthrow, but we'll let you know when you're free. <laughs> so now Dwight picks up the, fl or takes the flyer down and throws it away, goes into the bathroom, Jim comes and puts two more flyers up. Oh, yeah. Where you take one down, two will uh, <laughs> show. They will, multiply. they will be fruitful and multiply. Yes. So now we find out that <clears throat> Dwight set up a firewall. Yep. Um, he. Dude, I want his office. <laughs> it's a, his office is amazing. It's not a. It's an, it's an actual lair. Yeah. Which I will like, say, they dropped that storyline, I feel like. The whole Dwight owns the building and Nate and everything. I feel like that's a dropped storyline that we haven't seen since. We'll see. The Knights of Ren or whatever. <laughs> what was the, what were they called? The guys Guardians like, of the Night. Guardians of the Night. Yeah, the <laughs> Devo, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think we come back to that. Oh, okay. But, um, dude, his office. So he has his desk. There's a gun in a glass case. A fish tank. There's knives on it. There's a. He's sitting in he a has huge samurai chair. gear everywhere. Yeah, and there's a sarcophagus. Yeah, it's like a marble table too, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, we get to what exactly it is. Yeah. But, um, so then we go to the break room, and Kevin is very upset because the vending machines are all filled with, like, little cards advertising Dwight's Caffeine Corner. Yes. Instead of having actual food in there. <laughs> and Kevin's very upset, and Cree goes, well, we have, he put snacks in the freezer for us, which Pam mortifyingly goes, not the frozen mice for the piranha. <laughs> which so is the fish in his the tank. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she, he goes, no, the blueberry Slurpee things. And, <laughs> Phyllis is like, oh, the ice packs. <laughs> he's, <just laughs> he's eating, eating the, the ice packs. Eating chemicals. <laughs> My God. And she's just like, oh, yeah, that's what he means. <laughs> Jesus. So now 
Gabe, like Aaron. I didn't on even the phone. take notes for this. I know, but Aaron's on the phone, and Gabe hangs up, and he professes his his love for her, and he's like, "I don't believe in God. I don't believe in this." And she's like, Christmas. "You don't believe in God?" And it's just stupid. Well, and he's just like trying to profess his love for her by saying, "Like I don't believe in all this stuff, but I believe in I you." Believe in and us. He's just digging it deeper, yeah. and she's just like freaked out because he's acting weird. I mean, he, he chased her like into the bathroom psychopath. last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the phone rings and it like throws him off. She's like, "Well, I have to answer it." It's my and job. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So now, well, she does she, a talking head where she said she's taking a break. Yeah, from, from God, dating because touching she, him was gross or what she yeah, said. She's like, I just couldn't stand being touched by him. <laughs> what a thing! To, can you imagine being that oh my guy? God. Oh. So now uh, Jim goes into Dwight's office and he says, "You're you've really um, <clears throat> embraced the Bond villain." feeling yes, very much and dwight says well the gun is a beaumont adams joe collects them so i thought we'd have small talk the piranhas are rescue <laughs> which is my favorite part of all of this <laughs> griffin Pond. yeah and the desk is a replica of uday hussein's mask <laughs> that i that's, saw in newsweek that's the kicker yep he had it like crafted i love that <laughs> so now dwight threatens to pre-fire jim when he becomes a full-time manager and Jim basically is like, yeah, no, I would have quit if I thought Dwight had a chance at actually becoming manager. He knows he's going to screw it up. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So now Dwight tasks Jordan, the new executive assistant, uh, with getting info on what people are saying about him by sharing that people think that she's stupid and she'll that her age, good looks are going to... Yeah. She'll age swiftly and poorly yeah. due to her severe bone structure. <laughs> God. And he's like, see, I told you what people think about you. Now go find out what people think about me. Um, so Dwight has a package that he's opening with his, like, ninja It's knife. a letter. It's a letter opener. It looks like... But it's, uh, yeah, it looks like a dagger. It looks like D'Angelo's... Uh, or not D'Angelo. One of the nin- ninja... Raphael! Turtles, Raphael's knife. The Psy. The Psy, the yes. Psy. I lost the Psy! I've lost the Psy! I love how you said D'Angelo. I know. D'Angelo the turtle. It's like oh Michelangelo. It's Donatello and Michelangelo. God damn it! I hate myself. <laughs> so anyway, um, and he opens the package, and he—it's a holster. Yes. And he puts it on, and he's like showing it off around the office, and he says that it was a gift from his great uncle Honk. My favorite is he's showing it off like. Jim Dangle shows off his ostrich yeah. boots. He's like new holster goof. He's stretching. He's like shoving it. New people's boot goofing. He's like oh my bending God. in people's he faces is. and shit. But everybody's really upset and uncomfortable because he put the gun in the holster. Yeah, he's carrying the firearm. It's not an empty holster anymore. Yeah. And um, everybody suggests like he's like, well, what would you want me to put in a holster? So then the suggestions come in: nothing, a cell phone, a banana. Pam threatens to call Joe. I like how he shows off his belt phone, the, yeah. like the self. What is it like? Oh, the belt clip. Yeah, because yeah, we've gone there before. Yep, we have. Yeah. Rafael's douchebags wear <laughs> belt clips. So uh, anyway, Pam threatens to call Joe, and Dwight's like, "All right, all right, I apologize for freaking you all out." And this reminded me of um, Fire Drill. Yes. The oh fire yeah. Hundred percent. Apologizes for making them upset. Yeah. And, um, so then he takes the gun out, and he's like, fine, I won't use it. And he, like, goes to flip it. He twirls it in his yeah, finger. and it goes off right by Andy's head. Yeah. Aaron runs over. Gabe gets pissed because of that. So now we see, um, Andy is saying, like, he has a ringing in his ears. Can't hear. Uh, Toby comes out, and he's like, what happened? Dwight hands the, the gun to Creed. The greatest sleight of hand you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. my God. He hands the gun to Creed. 
Um, Kelly immediately tattles and says, Dwight went off on a rampage and shot Andy in the head. Um, Dwight says that they heard a loud noise. Well, he was like, a gun went off. No, that's not true. Uh, we heard a loud noise and then a hole appeared in the carpet. He's uncharacteristically flustered. And then Oscar's on the floor going, there's hardwood under this carpet. Why would they cover this? He's so, he's bitchy about the carpet. I love that he's not even worried about Andy. He's just like, there's hardwood. But Dwight is, like, in denial. He's like, you know, we can't prove it was a gun. Nobody saw the bullet leave the gun. (laughs) Um, So Aaron offers to take uh, Andy to the ER, and Gabe, like, tweaks. Yeah. So Daryl's like, fine, fuck it, I'll take him. Andy, like, is limping now, Mm -hmm. and he's like, what's wrong with you? And he goes, my ear. And he goes, why are you limping, then? (laughs) Like... Daryl's got no time for this bullshit. Toby's all happy that he gets to use well, the gun yeah, violence. Yeah, his new forms yeah. for gun violence. He's never gotten a chance to use them before. <laughs> That's so awesome. And then Dwight pulls a very Michael move and calls a conference room meeting. Oh, yeah, very. Conference very. room now! He even starts it like Michael. Yeah. Well, he comes in um, pretending to ride on a horse. Yeah, like he's got a cowboy hat yeah, on. Yeah, he's like pretending to shoot and he's like hey there y'all i'm i'm deputy dwight and i'm gonna talk about gun safety and then he's like fuck it i can't do this and he's just like in denial so then toby's like well i have he's so excited he has something to do and he's like oh i have to gather eyewitness accounts and he's and he's like who saw the gun go off and everybody raises their hand and toy's like dude what the hell and then they're like was this a uh did anybody feel terrorized and of course, Ryan's right. like, I felt terrorized. So he's like, oh, I have terrorism booklets that I get to use now, too. <laughs> and so Dwight's like, listen, guys, again, pulls a very Michael move. Because they're like, why should we cover for you, Dwight? Yeah. And he's like, because you're my best friends, and I love you, but don't cross me. But I love you, and you're the best. Like, he's really trying to work that Michael angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, then he, in between saying, I love you, and you're my best friends, he says, I I'll will burn, burn this the- office to the ground. Yeah, like, he's threatening them. <laughs> But nobody buys it. Nah. So now Andy returns, and we find out that he has a burst eardrum and temporary deafness in one ear. Where he thought it was in both ears, but thankfully it's only in one. And Daryl goes, I just couldn't listen to him call himself a gunshot victim anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just sat there and mouthed words to him, pretending I couldn't, like he couldn't hear me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I think like that's the best. Oh, that's hardcore. That's amazing. I, we would do that. I would oh, do that. 1,000% yeah. we would do that. Um, so now Kelly's basically blackmailing Dwight, and he's like, I want tomorrow off to go on my American Idol audition. Then when Dwight gives in to her, everybody else. Phyllis wants extra PTO. Angela wants a pet day with no dogs. Um, Kevin wants all the food back in the vending machines except for the fruit. Except the fruit. Because well, Dwight's like, I did do that. And he goes, except the fruit. <laughs> so Kevin just wants all the fruit taken out of the vending <laughs> machines. Um, and then Pam... Says, you need to get rid of all of your weapons, including the killer fish. (laughs) So now Dwight agrees, and then he looks to Jim. And Jim says, you must say Shagadelic Baby three times while Joe's here. And if I cough, you have to do jazz hands. (laughs) So we just see... Dwight walk out of the bathroom with his fish tank empty. (laughs) Kevin walks in, and then you just hear him go like, Oh, fuck! What is that? (laughs) He went to go shit, and the piranha's still sitting in the toilet. He comes out, and he's like pulling his pants up. Jesus! Oh, my God. So now Joe is here. She has two different dogs. Yeah. Cornelius, and I forget the other one's name. Uh, Something. But, um... and. Jim, of course, has to bait him. He goes, yo, Dwight's been firing on all cylinders. Firing on all cylinders. 
So now Gabe interrupts. Well, there was so Joe says something here, and I gotta ask you. She says, "Sorry to hear about D'Angelo. He was a good man. Very tragic. Yeah. Did he die? I don't think so. I think <laughs> like, just like he's in a coma. Just, like he's not responsive. Well, she said he was a good man, and that's when I was like, "Wait, is he?" I don't think he died. No, did they kill him? I don't think so. It's so he did save her dog, so maybe she's just talking about like the man he was before the coma. (laughs) I don't know, but um, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Gabe interrupts Aaron and Andy again, and he brings up to Andy like, "Oh yeah, remember how you told me that you would never want to date Aaron again?" And Andy pulls a very Andy thing, and he's like. I did say that, but did I mean it? I don't know. That's for me and my therapist to know. Like, some bullshit. Yeah. So anyway, um, Kevin... So Dwight comes over and asks Oscar to print something out. And Kevin (laughs) asks for a back massage. And Dwight's like, not right now, Kevin. He goes... Oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, like a little brother. <laughs> like, Seriously, mom. <laughs> so now Dwight's doing it and he's like under the jacket. And he's like, higher, <laughs> he's higher. demanding Yo, shit. Dwight's feet are literally on the cabinets behind Kevin <laughs> trying to push him. And he just goes, knead it like a pizza, but don't eat it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like kind of sexual. It's so weird. So now Joe leaves. And while she's saying goodbye... Dwight has had enough of the blackmailing, and he admits to her that he fired a gun in the office. And this was Dwight actually doing it to himself. He was not yeah. sabotaged because nobody said anything. To nobody her. said a word. Yeah, but he's like, he I'm not going to run this office at, at like less than I know it, it should be. Yeah, and so he's like, if it makes you feel any better, it was a Beaumont Adams, and she <laughs> she basically calls him a pussy <laughs> yeah. and takes the job away That's from a him. girl's gun. Yeah. And takes the job away. So now Dwight is just like as sad as ever. Yep. So now uh, Dwight, or I'm sorry, Joe is meeting with Toby, Jim, and Gabe, and says that she, they're her new search committee. You're gonna go through these resumes and have some interviews, and you're gonna give me the recommendation for the next regional manager. <laughs> and then she goes. In the meantime, who has the most experience? And they all just kind of were like, I don't think you want to go that route. (laughs) So now Dwight is back and restocking his old desk. And Jim says that Joe was right, but that Dwight also did a really good job while he was manager. All the orders went out on time. It's like all the trains ran on time in Mussolini's Italy. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then we find out in the background... Creed is the new acting manager. Oh, yes. And he is moving into his new office. Making himself comfortable. He's loving that desk. I'm so happy. Um, so now Angela is reading off Kevin's printer code for him, and he fucks it up at like numbered like eighteen out of twenty. And she's just like fuck, <laughs> like, and she just runs off. And that's how we end it. I. What did you give this one? I gave this one a four point five. Four point four. Woo! We are on the same page. I was again. like, this is amazing. I didn't love Jim's idea of a prank in this one. I guess it was harmless. It was, well, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was, it was literally just, just one put, jazz hands. Oh, I thought you meant the poster, the fist no, or whatever. No, no, no. Because that was just one. Yeah, that didn't go anywhere yeah. either. So, but, um, but I mean, the th- it's just like the last one where everything kind of was normal. Yeah. For the most part, as normal as it could be with these characters. Yeah. But then, like, there's the one absurd moment that is, like I said, with the tapestry of the story they're telling makes sense yeah it's con- you know it's continuity uncle honk and, and just, i love that it's just so awesome yeah i just love the fact that dwight dwight was like the little kid you know like when you're like 
a little kid and you break your something of your mom's and you immediately run out of the house. You oh, don't know where yeah. the fuck you're running to, but you're panicking. You're like, Yo, okay. I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run. Where are you running to? I don't it's fucking know. To my aunt's house. Yeah, like you're just gonna run to somebody's house or something yeah. and everything will be okay after that. When you get back. Because like, as soon as it comes off, he's like, Andy, what's going on? Oh my yeah. God. He's like kissing ass. He's like <laughs> telling everybody, he's like, oh yeah, like I don't know what happened. Like, yeah. oh, this is crazy. Like, you guys gotta cover my ass. Like, he God. immediately goes into bargaining. Yeah, he does. And it's hilarious because you never see Dwight like no. that. No. But he's vulnerable. Well, I was gonna say it's the desperation of the moment because he finally got what he always wanted. He got yep. that office. He is the head of Dunder Mifflin Scranton's branch. Yeah, this is all he ever. I mean, he called most. This is what he's worked for. Yeah, and he and through it was nobody's in fault one, but his own. In one week, he fucked it yeah, up. Yeah, he destroyed it by, by his own his own pride, hand, his own yeah. pride, and I. Uh, it's almost Shakespearean. <laughs> But overall, I really enjoyed it. I let, everybody did a great job. I thought, yeah, you know, you've got without Michael here, we're getting a lot more of the conference room, wide open office, everybody going back and forth kind of mm-hmm. thing, which is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, because that's another thing with Michael is like sometimes he would suffocate a scene. Yeah, he'd suck up the scenery. Yeah, and like this, like now, like everybody can breathe, and it's just kind of more free flowing. I think I mm-hmm. like it personally. Yeah. So that's yeah, fun. Yeah. You want to talk about anything else? Anything, you know, anything? That's all I got, dude. All right. So what are we doing next week? Next week we're finishing season seven with episodes twenty-five and twenty-six, Search Committee Part One and Two. Now this was a one part, or like this was one. Okay, episode I was gonna say because the time it was like twenty-five minutes and nineteen minutes yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. So this one um, was one episode. Gotcha. But uh, split Netflix it. split into two, so that's what we got. And then we'll do our season seven wrap up. The autopsy. Yes. All right. So, guys, in the meantime, share the show around, please. Uh, you can find us on any podcasting app. Go on and share us. Tell your friends about us. Tell your coworkers. You know, put us in your ear when you're driving to work. Whatever. Just share the show around. We would greatly appreciate it. You can find us on the Jenny Position podcast feed. If you subscribe to that, you'll find us and other great content each and every week. You'll love it. Trust me. You'll thank me later. You could also reach out to the show on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Or via email at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to, uh, you know, read your feedback on the air. We'll get in touch with you personally, whatever you want. Just give us questions, cons- uh, concerns. I almost said content. Yeah, you do. We don't need more content. We're delivering content. But questions, concerns, suggestions, whatever you got, send them to us and we'll be happy to, you know, get in touch with you. So. Absolutely. So, until next time, guys, we'll catch you on down the road. Thanks, guys. <laughs>